Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Thanks for joining us once again for Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Inside Folios. You're in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Find Kevin online by going to insightfolios.com. Click the listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. Kevin's got more than 28 years of experience in the financial world, helping people get to and through their retirement and even co-authored the book, Navigating through retirement. Born and raised in Pinconning, it's always a pleasure to have Kevin with us on the show. And hey, Kevin, how you doing this week? Hey, the small town kid from Pinconning is doing pretty good today, Walter. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm yeah. doing well also and uh, looking forward to our conversation. And then got a little bit of a respite from the uh, the high temperatures, it seems, finally. So maybe we, yeah. we maybe we experienced summer's worst and now stabilizing a little bit. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, right? We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Seems like there's always two big heat waves every year, just in my uneducated, uh, random, you know, just kind of accounting for previous summer. It seems like we always have one big one in July. We think then summer kind of settles out and then we get one, one more big one in, in like August or something August. like that. Yeah. 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 And then it's usually a good one. It lasts a week or two. It seems like. Yep. Right. Right. Humidity. So, Humidity. So we'll see what happens. But for now, we're going to enjoy ourselves this weekend and look forward to a great show here today on Simply Financial and got a couple of good things that we're going to dive into. We're going to bust some of the top myths that are in the financial world. That'll be coming up in a couple of moments and we'll answer some of your great questions on today's show as well. Talking about helping the kids and looking for legitimate jobs and talking about health insurance and things like that, as well as tax deductions, all sorts of good things on the docket today. But first, let's start things out with a quote of the week, shall we, Kevin? This is a good one from Fred Rogers, who once said, often, when you think you're at the end of something, you're at the beginning of something else. <laughs> well, that applies just about anything, doesn't it? <laughs> sure does. Kind of a vague quote. Yeah. Well, you I, you come to mind when you said that because you started, you know, remodeling of your house, and I'm sure it led. It was the end of the bathroom, but it led to the living room or wherever it went from that point. And, you know, <laughs> let's not let's not talk about that. It's a sore, a sore spot right now, Kevin. There you I'm, go. I'm very unmotivated to make improvements when it's hot outside <laughs> in the summer. I, th I think everything's on pause until it gets cold again. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, remember, yeah. And when we're kids, right? We get out of first grade. We're going to second, the beginning, of, you know, end and beginning. Then we go to middle school, junior high, and then work, and then retirement. And go. That's a that's a pretty good quote when you think about it. it. Applies just about to everything. So Fred must have been a pretty smart guy. Yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense. You're at the end of the workday. Well, now you're at the yeah. beginning of coming home and hanging yeah. out with the spouse and yep. another new phase. So it, it is always the beginning of something else. So uh, with the end of that segment, we'll move to the beginning of our next segment. See, oh, just there like you that. Go. You're worked. pretty good at that. Hey, huh? Look at that. Segway master. All right. That, that must be why you have a cult falling here in WSGW. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're, <laughs> we're getting people now when Kevin takes a week off from the radio. Here's, here's like a behind the curtain moment, folks. Okay, you ready? Whenever you get to learn a little something about how maybe your favorite show is done, it's a, I call it behind the curtain moment. So when Kevin Kevin takes a week off. We just kind of take an old show and we run an old show because the show must go on. We've got to fill the airtime. So we'll do what we would call a, a review or a best of show or something like that. And 
I would think no one would really notice, Kevin, but man, they sure do. You've been getting calls from folks saying, hey, you ran an old show. You took a vacation. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's, it's funny. Yeah, because, yeah, the people do notice and they do let me know. And I'm like, well, you know, I was, out, you know, you know, me, I'm usually hunting or fishing or something like that. But um, that's what happens. Yeah. Well, every once in a while, you may hear an older show if you're a you know constant listener to the program. And you know what? We'll just cover that up by saying, Kevin, that uh, repetition is good, right? It yes. helps the message sink in a little bit more so you don't have to tune away. But maybe you'll probably hear an old show that may be a missed at some point. I'm sure you haven't heard every single show we've done. So we'll try to pick some obscure old ones that maybe you don't remember to play next time Kevin goes on vacation, which yeah, uh, I understand is Alaska. Next big trip coming up, right, Kevin? It is. We're leaving in a couple of weeks. So we've been looking forward to that, and that's going to be some fun stuff. I'm hoping I can get a little junket in there off uh, when we're there and get a little fishing trip in one day and see how it goes. Catch, catch some salmon, look for some, or run away from some grizzly bears, all sorts of stuff, right? I don't, I don't really want to run away because I know they can <laughs> run faster than I can. So. There you go. Just stay <laughs> on the other side of the creek. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Well, we're going to talk about some myths on today's show. We're going to let Kevin be the uh, myth buster of the program. Are you used to, uh, do you ever watch that show, Kevin? Kevin, Mythbusters. It was I really do. popular there for a while. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. They probably still replays on with the two guys always taking the different myths and busting them. So we're going to let you join the myth-busting team today. Do I need to put on the big mustache? You, you can. You can go with the big mustache. Or if they seem to have kind of like a, they were known for kind of have a funny hats. Yeah. Know, that kind yep. of thing, too. So either one would uh, would apply here. There's probably, just like they seem to find an endless list of myths in you know any phase of life, there's an endless list of retirement planning myths that we should also take some time to bust. So we'll do that on today's show. Kevin, you debunk these following statements. Uh, the first one, the more a financial plan weighs, the more valuable it is. Is that a myth? Well, it, it is because some people, you know, when we sit down, we talk to some people, they'll bring their big binder in and it's pages after pages after pages. And they're thinking, well, the bigger, the better. You know, this is more uh, planning that's going on. But when you really boil it down, when you look at those type of plans, the myth is, well, they encompass what you're trying to do. But really what happens is, it's based on emotions or based on feelings. And here's how it goes. Typically, when I talk to people that, you know, I've been through other uh, advisors and they've done some planning for them. So they'll say something like this. On a scale of one to 10, as far as risk goes, how do you feel? How much risk do you think you can take? Well, let's take a look at what that looks like when that actually happens. The day you were asked, how do you feel? So today, Walter, if I ask you, how do you feel about risk? It's going to be totally different than if I ask you the same question a week from now because it depends mm -hmm. how your day's going right it sure does <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> right. There's, there's sometimes i'm a pedal through the metal you know pedal to yeah. the metal uh you know run through a brick wall kind of feeling and there's other times where i feel very protective of everything and don't want to take any chances so yeah and it can vary a lot it can well let's take an example so that day that you're asked that question then that morning your wife kissed you goodbye for you you went to work and you got a brand new car uh, th that day also. And guess what? Your child moved on. So you're feeling pretty doggone good, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a so, lot of positive things. Yeah. So life is good. And you figure I can take on more risk. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good today. So maybe you say I'm a seven on that scale of one to 10. So guess what happens is that advisor is going to build you a portfolio based on the risk for seven, meaning you're on the higher end of it. But on the other hand, if a week later I ask you the same question, your wife didn't, your wife asked you to take the garbage out and so you forgot, no kiss, you backed your new car into the garage door and you put a big dent in both of them. <laughs> and then you got the news your child moved back in. I bet you your feelings are going to be different that day, aren't they? Yeah, going to be a little uh, little rough around the edges that morning. Yeah. 
So here's the key. Here's the myth. So don't base your retirement plan on a feeling. Don't base it on a scale of 1 to 10. Rather, base your investment plan. Don't base it on emotions or some assumed rate of return of how much risk you can tolerate. Rather, build your plan on how much risk you need to take. Get know, We call it the retirement number. We talk about it here all the time. Know the number you need to average on your portfolio going forward so you don't run out of money. That makes more sense. I think it does make a lot of sense. So don't focus so much on the weight of the plan. doesn't necessarily mean it's more valuable. There's other layers to that. My life is simple. So a will is all that I'm going to need to have my affairs in order. That's a common assumption in the financial world. Why is that a myth that needs to be busted? I thought that's what a will was for. Well, there's a lot of misconception out here. And, you know, um, I have an attorney that uh, works out of my office here. And the first thing she will tell you is that you don't need a will. And she won't write a will for you. I mean, there's this myth that's going on like we're talking about. And the reason is anything, she'll tell you, anything that passes through that will will end up going through probate. And the myth is if you have a will, it doesn't go through probate, right? So that's that's what we're hearing out there. So, you know, a simple will just doesn't do it. There's some other things that need to be put in place. For example, the financial and health powers of attorney. So let me give you an example, Walter. You're married to Connie, right? Correct. So you don't have a financial power attorney in place and you have some kind of health issue where you can't act for yourself. Can Connie go into your 401k because she needs money and withdraw money from that? Hmm, feels like a trick question. So I'm going to say no. You're right because it's it's your account, right? So she needs these financial powers of attorney to, to uh, in order to do that transaction. Other things, what about your wishes for your funeral? We have a lot of people who have wishes, wishes for the funeral, but they don't put them down. They don't make the plans no to anybody. What if you got a blended family and there's certain things going to certain people? The will probably is not the way to do it. You know, I was talking to a mother or daughter a few years back about these issues, and the daughter was sitting in on the meeting, and she said this to her mom, and the daughter was named Tiffany. She says, Mom, please don't do to me what Grandma did to you. And that was the discussion that was taking place then and there that needed to be take place. Please, please put your orders in the fair, and don't leave it to me to take care of everything when you're gone. Let's get stuff in order. So the myth is there's more to life, and it is simple affairs that um, need to be taken care of, but there's other ways to do that. So a will doesn't do it for most people. That's a great point, Kevin. So keep these things in mind. These are myths in the financial world. Uh, The more a financial plan weighs, the more valuable it is. Uh, Even though your life is simple, a a will might not be all that you need. Keep these things in mind. Here's another one. My spouse will be fine when I'm gone. He or she will only need half as much money or income anyway. Now, uh, you hear that joke lately that's going around about that. The spouse says to... Husband says to the spouse, what happens if I win the lottery? What would you do? No, what's that? She says, well, I would take half of it and leave you. And he says, good, I won $12. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same thing here, right? That's funny. Yep. So some people think that once one spouse passes away, the remaining spouse only needs half the munch's income. That's not true. What I usually find is it's eight, like 80 to 90%. And the reason is if your spouse passes away, you, you don't have a half a car payment. You don't have a half a credit card payment or a mortgage payment. You still have 100% of whatever the bills, ongoing bills, were going forth on that particular time. And if one spouse took care of all the finances, it's going to be very hard for the surviving spouse to sit down and go through that without getting overwhelmed. I had a lady just yesterday came in my office. Her spouse is having some health issues, and he took care of all the financial aspects of their life, and now she's forced to do it, and she's just overwhelmed. So that doesn't go away when your spouse 
um, passes. You probably have to hire someone to take care of the maintenance of the of the home. I'll give you a good example there too. A few years ago, I had gallstone surgery, and I was unable to uh, you know mow my lawn and do those types of things. So I had to hire somebody to do that for me until I got back on my feet. That's that's expensive, and it can add up certainly. And the big thing that most people don't think about is you're going to lose at least one income stream. And it could be your Social Security, it could be a pension, or any of those things. So be prepared and plan for what is unavoidable because there's that saying that goes around, none of us are getting out of this alive. So plan and be prepared. Great points as always, Kevin. And here's one more myth for you to bust before we wrap up this uh, conversation. When I retire, I need to dramatically shift from stocks to bonds in my portfolio. That's the belief. Why is it a myth? Well, that's what Wall Street tends to teach us, doesn't it? You hear that over and over and over. How many times you heard that, Walter? Uh, I mean, every week. Yeah, every week, right? It gives you what, this warm, fuzzy feeling, comfort. Well, you know what? I'm going to offset risk by just buying bonds. And if you think about it, on the surface, it may make sense. But here's the thing most people don't know. Just because you invest into bonds doesn't mean you won't lose money. If we look back to 2007 and you bought a General Motors bond, guess what happened? You lost money. Maybe you need to be invested in stocks. Think of it this way, just to keep up with the cost of inflation. We all know costs are going up and stocks historically have been the only place that you can do that with. Maybe you're going to take a dividend that supplements your income and that's going to be from the stocks. This would be a check that's sent every quarter to you from the company to your bank account. So maybe that's something like that makes more sense. Or what if interest rates go higher? We know that they're all time low. We think they're going to go higher. They have to go higher sooner or later. So maybe in place of that bond, a fixed annuity or CD or government bond makes sense in that particular case instead of you know bonds. So, Walter, we've been talking about myths here in retirement planning, how easy it is to get derailed in retirement. The problem is, is that most people are confused, and rightfully so, if you think about it, they're bombarded every day with all this white noise. I've sat in front of countless people, just like our listeners over the last 28 years, and I understand your frustration and your anxiety about your retirement from your perspective. I sat down with you. I've listened to you. I know the, what's going on uh, from your side. So when you sit down and start doing planning, this is the key. You may be able to live like the people that did it right in the first place. You want to fly first class. You want to take your family and all the extended vacations, maybe buy the vacation home, maybe buy that Dodge Viper, whatever it is. Don't do what some people do and procrastinate and do nothing. The reason is simple. You still live in fear and nothing will change. So if you're looking for a guide to help you to and through retirement, the solution is easy. It's a three-step solution. One, pick up the phone. Give us a call. Two, the Marvelous MJ will set a time that's convenient for you to come in, and I'll do, and do what we call a listening meeting. We'll listen to you. We'll gather information. We'll tr- put a plan together based on what you're trying to do. It's personalized. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Three, come into the office and get started. It's that easy. So, Walter, I'll let you give them the information about the phone number, but if you're interested, it's that simple. Want to give Kevin a call and take advantage of a complimentary financial review of your plan? All you have to do is call 888-885-PLAN. Again, that's 888-885-7526. Kevin will make sure that you've got all the tools in place that you need to get to and through retirement, that you develop a little bit more confidence about your financial plan. That's a key element as well. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. Again, that's 
885-7526. Make sure you're on the right track, get a financial review, and make sure that you're well prepared for all the obstacles retirement may throw at you. Make sure you're not believing in some of these myths that we've talked about on today's show as well. So many people do, and that's okay as long as we fix it and we start believing in the right things and understanding the right things when it comes to putting together our plan. So give a call to 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 for a complimentary review with Kevin and the team at Simply Financial. More coming up on today's show. Thanks for tuning in to today's program, and we'll have a lot to get to, in fact, on today's show. So some of your questions to be answered coming up in a little bit and much more. So don't move a muscle. You're tuned in to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. Hope you're doing well. And if you are a regular listener to the program, welcome back. Good to have you. You know that Kevin's got more than 28 years of experience in the financial world, that he's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement. And you've probably already gotten your retirement rescue toolkit from Kevin. But if you are new to the show, Maybe this is the first time or two that you've come across the program, Simply Financial, and been introduced to Kevin Ray. Uh, You might want to think about picking up the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. This is a really cool physical box that Kevin's going to send you for free, kind of as a thank you for listening to the show. It's packed with two books, special reports, and uh, other good stuff inside there as well, Kevin. Who's this a good fit for? Who would want to pick up this toolkit? We're finding out, because we sent out literally hundreds of these things in the last uh, year or so, Walter, but we're finding out people are just curious about what this financial planning is all about and how it implements them and maybe some strategies they can pick up on, and they want to get their toe wet. This is a good place for them to start that uh, process. So you can read the books, you can write down some questions, you can get more informed, more educated, and it leads to the planning process. So I think that's, if you're looking to do something like that, just start the process, it's a good thing to do. Absolutely. So if you want to get this Retirement Rescue Toolkit, again, free box packed with those books, special reports about income planning and retirement preparation, an audio CD, and some other goodies as well, here's how you do it. Text the word KIT, K-I-T, text the word KIT to the number 33222. So you're just going to put the word KIT, K-I-T, into the message field of your cell phone and text it to the number 33222. We'll text you right back with a couple of quick instructions to get that toolkit in your hands. Very easy to do, only takes a few seconds to make that happen. So get the Retirement Rescue Toolkit at no cost, text KIT to the number 33222. And if you don't like uh, texting, you're not a smartphone kind of person, you can always call and request the toolkit as well. And that number is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. All right, Kevin, a lot of people have questions about their retirement plan each week. That's why we dedicate one segment of the show each week to those specific questions. Uh, But we find that they could often be asking much better questions. Many times the questions we get will take in different directions because it's almost like, hey, you're focusing on something over here, but really it's something on the other end of the spectrum that is catching our attention or that we need to know. So I'm going to kind of role play as the question asker, and you tell me what would be a better question to ask, okay? So the question asker is going to ask me a better question then, to uh, ask. No, I'm, okay. I'm going to ask you a question. You tell me what the better question to ask oh, okay, would, have, okay. would have been. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, well, what am I not focusing on that I should, I think, is what we're getting at here. Okay. So how much money do I need to have saved in order to retire is a common question, right? Yeah, that is a, that is a very common question. And everybody's different. Everybody has different income needs. So, But a better question is what interest rate 
I think a much better question is what, what interest rate do you need to average on what you've already saved on your investments so you don't run out of money? So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's say you saved $500,000 for retirement. And when you retire, you need $4,000 a month to retire or $48,000 a year. But when you retire, you're married, you and your spouse, you both have Social Security. So let's just say that between you and your spouse, you have $2,400 a month of Social Security. So that leaves you $1,600 per month short. Now notice, Walter, I didn't give you these math questions this week. I appreciate it. I needed, I needed, I needed the break this week. <laughs> so where does the $1,600 come from? Well, it has to come from your investments. So what interest rate do you need to earn on what you've saved to produce that $1,600 per month from here till age 95 so you don't run out of money? It's not, a mu- it's not so much of concern, how much money do I need? It's what you need to earn on what you already have. And not only that, you need to take in consideration the effect of inflation. So if you need 40000 today, you're probably going to need over 50000 just in 10 years. We call that knowing your number. What is your retirement number? What rate of return do you need to earn on your average return on your investments going forward? So it's going to do two things for you. First of all, that number is going to tell you whether or not it's feasible for you to retire. And the second thing is going to guide you on what investments are in your best interest. So I think that's a better way to go about doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a good warm-up question. How much you need to have saved in order to retire? Start thinking about that in a different light. Similar to this one. Kevin, what if I come in your office and I say, should I get long-term care insurance or just roll the dice? What do you say? Well, <laughs> you know, you know that's something I'm passionate about here because I see it happen to our clients. It's happened to two of our clients now. But let's say you roll the dice and do no planning whatsoever. I think a better question should be, don't roll the dice plan for this and here's the reason why if you go to the casino walter and you roll the dice on that game called craps guess what usually happens uh you come up snake eyes or something you come up snake eyes losing money right Mm -hmm. so only you know so this is the thing you're rolling the dice you're betting that your entire life savings is not going to be eaten up by you going to the nursing home so let me give you an example how that works the rule is this if you go to the nursing home and you have done no planning whatsoever the rule is a spouse at home, they're called the community spouse, can keep 50% of your assets, and here's the key, up to a max of about $122,000. Now, I know what a lot of you heard out there, you heard 50%. So let's take that same $500,000 example that we talked about previous. If you have 100000 most of you heard 50%, so you think I can keep two hundred fifty. That's not the case. You can keep about a max of one twenty-two. And then you have to spend that all the way down to 122 and then that's when you qualify for Medicaid. So that's going to take about five years to run through that money, if that long. Now, I'm not an attorney, so you need to talk to an attorney on how they plan for that. But to me, the easiest way to deal with this is to plan. Look into buying a long-term care policy of some kind. They're not as expensive as you think when you're younger. As you get older, they get more expensive. And that policy will do a couple of things for you because everybody thinking, while I buy a nursing home policy, I have to go to the nursing home. That's not the case. These policies pay for at-home care. And I want you to realize that that's the reason my mom and dad purchased it. Something happened to them. I wanted them to stay at home. I didn't want them to go to the nursing home. We want to bring help in so they stay at home. Nobody wants to go to the nursing home. 
And if we need to go to a, uh, another step, it will pay for assisted living too, as well as nursing home. So do the planning for this. Don't roll the dice because I can tell you from 28 years of doing this, you never win in that thing. It's, it's the most excruciating, painful, emotional ride that you can take. So do the planning. Yeah, it's a really great point there, Kevin, and uh, something that you can tell that you're passionate about, that you've helped a lot of people navigate and manage that process. And it's not a fun one to talk about, but it's not a fun one to experience either. So why not do the talking first and plan for it rather than having to deal with the consequences later of not having put out a plan? Very, very important to remember that. Moving on, another person comes into your office, Kevin, and they say, how can I get the highest possible return on my money? What's a better question? Well, I think that, again, that's what Wall Street has told us, right? Growth, 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 growth. That's all that matters. When you hear Wall Street talking, it's all about the numbers, right? We've outperformed the index. We've outperformed this. We've outperformed that. So growth is not the highest probability for you to get through retirement. It's the return of your money that we're concerned about. So let me illustrate this by telling you a story. Let's call it the runners and squatters. Remember me telling this before? I think I remember something about squatting, yes. Yeah, so let's, <laughs> let's say that you own, a, you, you own a home and you're going to rent it out. So there's two viable renters, right? One is a bona fide renter who pays you rent every single month, never misses a payment, and the other is a squatter. And when you get a squatter, you know what happens. You have to evict them. It takes a year or two, it seems like, to get them out. So that same house, if you have a squatter, the only way you make money is if you sell it for more than you bought it for. So let's say you bought the house for 100000 He's never paid you or she's never paid you a dime of rent. And you ha- they live there for a year or two. The only way you're going to make money is if you sell a house more than what you paid for it. On the other hand, if we have a bona fide renter and they pay you rent every single month in that particular case you could sell that house let's say they're there for a year and they paid you ten thousand dollars for rent you could sell it f- for ninety five thousand five thousand dollars less than you paid for it and still walk away the hundred five you could make more you could make money still if you sold the house for less same thing goes on in investments our investments that pay you out there regardless of what's happening and by the way you can go on our website at insightfolios.com and watch this video that we put together called renters and squatters we'll go into more detail but i think it's a good thing for people to watch absolutely that's another good one if i come into your office kevin and i say where can i pay the lowest fees for financial advice that sounds like a pretty logical question to ask well it does doesn't it but when well, let's look at it from a different perspective you know there's fees for everything in life right if you go to the doctor, do you necessarily want the lowest fee from a doctor, or do you want to go to somebody that's going to give you sound advice and get you better? Yeah, Same d- thing depends goes. On, depends on the ailment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure does. But the same thing goes for financial advice. Now, let me give you an example. You know, my, my dad and I, we have an old car, and I'm always working on it. So in the past, you know, you, you bought a tool. Let's say it's a ratchet, and you bought it from Sears. Well, in the past, it came with, what, a lifetime guarantee. You paid more for it, but it had that lifetime guarantee. Well, I can remember that in the past, my dad and I, we bought you know the same type of ratchet, and they came from China. And guess what? You know, back then they were made out of cheap metal. They would you know they didn't last long. The gear stripped, and after we used it once or twice, we had to go down and buy another one. So in the short term, it was cheaper to buy that ratchet. In the long term, it was more costly. Mm-hmm. Same thing we're we're talking about here. If you're paying no fees and you're not getting the job done then more are you going to be at in, in retirement planning. So just because you're paying low fees doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. 
You're going to need a strategy to understand how your investment dollars will be used to create income in retirement. Don't focus on growth. You need, you need income now to give you the confidence that you will need so you don't run out of money. So the better, I think the better thing is, what am I getting for my fees? That should be the question. Funny, it shouldn't take us so long to figure out that cost versus value conversation, right? right? So many of us stay focused on cost our entire lives, and it's not until very late in life that we really start to understand that word value. And uh, the faster we can understand that, especially when it comes to retirement planning issues like that, uh, the better off we'll be. But it, it, you can even boil that down to just the smallest of things, right? Like yeah, Absolutely. The, this screwdriver versus this screwdriver or whatever yeah. the, the tool might be. Those, those are great examples of what do I, what's the value of the $15 one versus the $5 one? And is that value going to be worth the expense? Um, and you just have to think about that a little bit deeper. So that's a good one. Uh, last but not least, asking better questions here, Kevin. Instead of what can I do to pay less in taxes this year, where should the focus be? Well, the focus should be on how can you save taxes in the future? Because think of it this way, Walter. You've worked 20 or 30 years, and you've accumulated this big account. It's called the 401k account. And you didn't take advantage of the Roth in that account. So that 100% of that account is now taxable. So the longer you go, you're in retirement, or the longer you have to take retirement, or the longer you're going to live in retirement, I should say, the bigger that account's going to get. So the taxes are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And right now, we know that we're in a relatively low tax environment. So now is the time to take a look at your 401ks, your IRAs, and say, does it make sense? Maybe do I start contributing to the Roth IRA, the Roth 401k at work? Because I don't want to build this big pile of money that Uncle Sam's a bigger partner in it, the bigger my account gets. So in our simplicity process, we have something called the principal tax concern. And it points out how much of your money is 100% tax when you pull it out, meaning IRAs or 401ks. And there's a planning opportunity in there to do those things. So this is what we're talking about is, you know, how do you pay less taxes, you know, in there? Are you fees that you're paying for? Are you getting your money's worth? Yeah, stop thinking about the highest possible return on your money. Start thinking income and planning for the long term. And for goodness sakes, don't roll the dice on long-term care. It comes down to planning week in, week out. We talk about planning. We talk about, you know, avoiding some of these things and the pitfalls that could derail your retirement. It's a three-step process in order to get this plan started. Number one, pick up the phone, talk to the marvelous MJ. Number two, pick a date with the marvelous MJ when you come in and we'll listen to you. We'll put a plan that's personally put together for you and I'll sit down with you personally and put this plan together. Number three, Come on into the office. Uh, you'll have an enjoyable experience, and we'll get that rolling for you. It's as easy as that. One, two, three. And I'm, I'm switching what we're talking about, Walter, and it's easy as one, two, three. I like that. Easy as one, two, three. You do always have a great way of boiling things down into an easy-to-understand way, Kevin. And that's important when it comes to the questions we're asking about retirement. If we're making things too complicated or we're focusing on the wrong things and our questions don't carry as much, hey, there's that word again, value, uh, as if we're focusing on the proper things when it comes to planning. So if you've got questions about your financial life, even if they're maybe not the best questions, you know, they fall in that okay category, not better category, that's all right. Kevin's going to help make sure that you also cover those better questions to ask. Give him a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888 888- 
885-7526. If you're thinking about planning for your future and putting together a solid retirement plan and you've got some question marks still surrounding your financial plan, now would be a good time to address those. Turn those question marks into, I don't know, periods or exclamation points or something like that and uh, have a little bit more confidence in your financial life. Uh, you can tap into Kevin's 28 years of experience in this financial world by calling now and setting up that time to meet. You're going to talk to the marvelous MJ, 888 888- 885-PLAN is the number. If you get the voicemail, no big deal. Just leave a quick message and Kevin will get back with you. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show, so stick right there. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better. This is just that quick part of the show where we sidestep all the financial talk and just get to know Kevin as a person a little bit more and a little bit more in depth. Fun question for you this week, Kevin. Are you related or distantly related even to anybody famous? Well, that's, uh, you know, that's funny you ask that because I had, you know, that genealogy you can get done and it tells you who, you know, you go back as far as you want. Right. Well, the Ray name is, is English and we can trace it back to 1524. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yep, and uh, I was showing my dad that because there's a question. Do you know a famous person named Ray back in, say, the 30s? Ray in the 30s? Yeah. Not off the top of my head. Fay Ray. She was the original King Kong girl. Oh, wow. Okay. So we found out by doing this research that we are like seventh cousins or we are related when we go back that far. And the other thing is, who's the FBI director? Do you know? No, uh, from back uh, uh, no, the cr- today. Cr- current, current. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, with the, with Ray as well. Yeah, Christopher Ray. Oh, so okay. I don't know if, if, because our eight times great grandfather was the chief Lord Justice in <laughs> England. And so this guy is right there, head of FBI. So I'm assuming there's some connection there, but it was kind of fun to do that stuff. So That's pretty but, wild, but, yeah. But everybody asked me when I was growing up, are you related to Faye Ray or, or Monty Ray? We had a car dealership in here, Bay City. I know his daughter, Julie, but I never knew Monty, so we probably were somewhere along the line. You Rays are just all over the place. <laughs> we're all over the place. It was kind of fun. There's even a book called The Rays of Glantworth. I bought it, but it's kind of it's kind of hard to read because it's written in the old <laughs> language. So, <laughs> Oh, that's pretty funny. Is this, um, so it's, it sounds relatively distant, so of those connections but that's still pretty cool yeah it, it is very cool because you know all through school my teachers used to say, are you related to fairy and i didn't know who that was until after they you uh-huh. know oh, the original king kong girl well comes to find out we are so that's pretty neat i don't think i am i mean we now i don't our lineage i guess doesn't go back too far so i don't know there's a so storholt is a norwegian name and there was a Jan Eagle or Eigel Storholt back in the 70s who was a famous uh, skater, speed skater, and he won the gold medal in the 1500 meter. I have no idea if we have any sort of connections, but he's, he's maybe the most famous Storholt you know, from Norway that I at least encounter when I Google my last name. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's, uh, it's, inter- you had to do that genealogy through, what is it, the uh, website, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, uh, well, they got to cut like Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com, that's ones the one, like yeah. That. yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, if you start down that path and these little green leaves, it's addictive because you want to find out and you keep going, going, going. So if you're going to do it, give some time where you just quit. It's, it's, it's worth, worth the money, right? To, it is. To, it is. to invest in that and see it all. So yeah. my, my dad was surprised or he was kind of disappointed in me. Actually, there was no, no outlaws in our background. So like to Jesse, <laughs> the James, he was kind of open for that kind of thing, you know? Oh, that's <laughs> funny. 
couldn't find anybody there. I found a couple of the preachers, but couldn't find any outlaws. So. Oh, that's great. Very cool. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll do that on a future show. We'll report what I found. If uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll try doing that this year. And, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat to go down, that, go down that route. Well, very cool. Uh, King Kong himself uh, re- related. You know, very, very, very distantly related to King Kong. So very good. Yeah, just just yeah. through association. That's pretty cool. Uh, Kevin Ray here with us on Simply Financial. We'll get back to the financial talk coming up next. Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one-half A-T squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. Getting ready to wrap things up this week on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Penconning and Saginaw as well. Find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Got two questions on the mailbag to answer before we head out for the week, Kevin. The first one comes to us from Tony and Crump. Tony says, I'm hesitant to pay off my house because I don't have any other uh, tax deductions, or at least many other tax deductions, he says at this point. But I have $100,000 in the bank and only owe $45,000 on the house. So it's really tempting to just pay it off. What are your thoughts? Well, Tony, if you're holding on to that money because you're, you know, the tax deduction reason, it might have changed for you. So the new tax law, that just came into effect last year. Unless you're itemizing, you probably cannot use your interest as a deduction. So they, what they did is they doubled your standard deduction, typically from twelve thousand to twenty-four thousand if you're married, from six to twelve if you're single. So unless you're itemizing, you're probably not doing that anyway. So second, if your mortgage is down to forty-five thousand, it sounds like you're probably at the end of that mortgage, meaning you've had it for quite a few years, and maybe you're in the last three or four or five years of that. So if that's the case, I would look at how much of your payment, your mortgage payment, not your house, not your payment that goes into you know, your taxes and insurance and all those things, just your mortgage payment, how much of that goes towards principal and how much of that goes towards interest. And then if it's what I suspect, probably very little of it is going on interest. Now the majority of it's going on principal. If that's the case, then I would look at investing some of that 100000 That's a lot of money to be sitting in the bank earning virtually nothing right now and i've seen some guaranteed investments out there is paying as high as a mid threes so that i think that would be probably a better thing to look at is what's what kind of interest is my payments going towards uh, versus the principal and can i earn more money on that a hundred thousand dollars and maybe accelerate paying off your house by using the interest on that so that's a good question yeah it's a great question tony thanks for sending that one in to us i want to squeeze one in here from kate before we uh, wrap up she's from bay city and says, my son is 27 years old and just hasn't been able to land a legitimate job since he finished college four years ago. We've been supporting him by helping with his car insurance, cell phone, health insurance, and a few other things. I won't be able to continue this once I retire in a couple of years. How do I cut him off without screwing up his life? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kate, (laughs) I'm hearing this more and more, and you probably are too, Walter. Um, but I just traveled. I, we just went to Nebraska and back. And every state between the Michigan and Nebraska, there was help wanted signs everywhere. I mean, it didn't matter where we went. And on the way back, we came through Minnesota and down to the UP. No matter where I went, there was there was jobs. So I'm going to be blunt here. How I how I would do that was if my son. My question is: Is it easier for your son to live the way he is with you paying all the bills? 
or is it just maybe kind of helping him not go out there and get a job? So we've all been there. We've all had to take a job we didn't like. Your son is only 27 years old. If he has to work two jobs, so be it to become self-efficient. And that's my opinion. Maybe it's time for him to be responsible for him at his own age. Because you are right about this. You need to be concerned about your retirement and how this is going to affect your income in retirement. That could be a big drag on it. You probably worked for 30, 40 years just to get to this point of retirement. And now your, your son is 27. He should have to do the same thing. We've all went through that process. We've all done that. So now it is time, in my humble opinion, to start thinking about your retirement and the planning starts with you. And this is up to you to decide which way you go, Kate, but you have to put the focus on your retirement because if you don't, something may come up unexpected, these expenses with your son that could derail it. So I hope that helps. Yeah, it's a great questions from both Tony and Kate on today's show. If you have questions for Kevin Ray, want to get a review of your financial plan, or just want to ask something simple that's on your mind and need a little bit of education or some guidance, Kevin's there for you. He's local, born and raised in Pinconning, has an office there, also an office in Saginaw. Come in where it's convenient for you. Set up that time to meet by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Talk to the Marvelous MJ. She'll get you on the calendar to come in and ask those questions to Kevin and get that review of your situation. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And always online at insightfolios.com. Kevin, appreciate all the help on today's show. Enjoy chatting with you, and uh, we'll see you back for another great edition of the program next week. Sounds like fun to me. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Kevin Ray and Walter Storholt, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.